Welcome to the Messy and Glorious podcast. Come and listen in to the conversation as I turn the light on the real and raw stories of everyday people. I'm Sam, your host, a writer and teacher who has a passion for story, um, for sharing and writing stories. Today, our guest is Susie McKay. Mackie. Mackie, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Ah, I even had a friend. I had a friend called Mackie um, when I was little as well. Um, <clears throat> anyway. I've been I mean, called all sorts of things. I, I get it as well my, my, uh, with Osbiston, so apologies. But I'll, I'll start again. Um, so today we've got Susie Mackie. Mackie. <laughs> In 2008, at the age of 50, Susie graduated from Hereford College of Art with a first-class BA Honours degree in photography which gave her the confidence that she actually could do something well. Drawing on her personal and professional experiences, Susie's purpose is for women to know their real worth and to encourage them towards self-love and self-empowerment. She founded Women of Spirit in 2017 with the publication of Volume 1. With core core values of share, support, enlighten, inspire, the message to thrive, not uh, not survive, is delivered through books website, online member area and presentations and workshops. In October 2018, Ladies First Professional Development created a special award, Advocate for Women, for Susie in recognition of her work. Women in Home magazine Women Awards 2019 made Susie one of three finalists in the Improving the Environment We Live In category in recognition of her work encouraging women to make the world a better place. Susie is one of Hotter Shoes Inspirational Women, and you may catch sight of her in windows of their high street shops. Welcome, Susie. Cool. I'm so glad you're here. It's been a long time coming. Hasn't it? And do people know that um, we met because you were one of the incredibly inspirational women who shared their story in the very first volume of Women of Spirit? They do now. <laughs> They do now, indeed. Um, I only spoke about you yesterday, actually, saying that um, with your writing and your stories, it's what you didn't say that was almost more scary and obviously intriguing than what you did. And so you are a great example of less is more. Indeed, I think it's important for people to grasp the, you know, the essence of their own story within a story in order to make sense of it for themselves. So, yes, it was, yeah, it was an absolute um, privilege to be um, one of the women in in the books that you share. But for the listeners, just before we we delve into uh, the Women of Spirit books and and the journey you've been on, just, yeah, just, just, want to travel back a little bit um, to the old Susie and how she arrived here now. Sweet Susie, before she became sassy Susie. I I like that. And you are sassy. I will be showing pictures of of Susie and she is very, very sassy, over 60. Um, and I've only just a couple of weeks ago changed my profile picture to, to Sassy Susie after the hotter shoot, actually. Um, several years ago, I was helping my, my mother clear out the family farm of 63 years before they moved into an apartment in a care home complex. And we found my old school reports of when I was sort of five and six. And they said, Susie is a charming 
uh, delightful little girl, confident, happy, can be a leader or a helper. And when she's a leader, all the children love her. I thought, wow, but where did she go in the interim 50 something years? Because my God, she disappeared into what my daughter described uh, last year at the launch of book two when she was being interviewed. Lottie described me as a mother when she was growing up, as, as um, a timid little mouse and as a crushed woman and how difficult it was for her growing up as a child um, to see me like that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, gosh, I, I watched that with tears rolling down my face, but then I felt incredibly proud of her that she could actually speak her truth. And I've taught my daughters be kind to people, but don't take any crap. <laughs> so I guess when I was seven, seven or eight, and I was at prep school, all my schools were very strict private schools. I had a privileged upbringing. Our farmer's daughter, when we were little older, we had horses, you know, so, um, but school, the schools were very strict and very old fashioned. And from what I remember, they ruled by fear and hypocrisy. Um, and humiliation to not just the pupils but to the staff and uh, I had um, some rapid transformational therapy by Bertie who's shared her story in book two and she had a, a similar experience but really traumatic um, for, at the age of seven and she then played a small life and she's an absolute beauty and has been become a model but that's another story in book two but I, I, I was growing up my hair and um, I went to school um, it must have been just about touching my shoulder so it wasn't long enough to put in a ponytail mummy hadn't put it in bunches or done anything with it and the teacher just picked on me um, they were always so angry they should, these women should never have been teachers um, and said Susan I hate that name I never called <laughs> Susan it's when everybody my, my, a parent or a teacher was angry with me they would call me Susan oh I get Susan. that <laughs> come up to the, come to the come up to me now um and and so you know you walk that walk of shame between the desks of all your fellow pupils who are just looking so relieved that it's not they who are in trouble and she made me stand on a chair and she got out her desk drawer and took out a pair of scissors and I know, and I just thought, so, but thankfully she then brought out a, um, a ball of string. She tried to scrape my hair into a ponytail, which really hurt, and it wasn't long enough. So she made two little bunches at the top of my ears, which looked like little horns, and tied them up with string. And so, and then I had to walk back down to the class, actually having been berated, having been humiliated, and made an example of, I think, and at that age. And the thing is, if you're a little toughy, if you, you know, we all, we all are born with different personalities, which then are honed with nature and nurture. My personality is inherently a sensitive, empathetic, compassionate, creative personality. And that is who I am. Um, and I always see the best in people. So for me at that age, it was crucifying. And um, maybe that's too strong a word, but. Um, how it felt though. Well, it, it, it actually yeah. delivered to me subconsciously in those moments when I was trying to fight back the tears with my cheeks absolutely blazing red. 
um, walking back down um, to the to my desk, subconsciously the message that I was unworthy and inferior was delivered. And so over the years, that was compounded again and again and again. So fast forward to teenager relationships, totally unsuitable boyfriends, because I had, I was brought up to obey and be obedient. So I had no boundaries, very, very little self-worth, but I was pretty. And so I was easy prey for the wrong sort of boyfriend. Ultimately, I married three times. Now, the first marriage was when I was 27. So I wasn't young, but I was not equipped emotionally or mentally to deal, to, to, to be strong and to stand up for myself. So I married an army officer. And in my wedding ceremony, our wedding ceremony, I promised to obey. A year later, after he had been so controlling um, in many ways, it's all in the book, my story on this, I, 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 my father helped me leave. And his words were, but you can't leave me, you promised to obey. So that was the sort of life I had. Um, I was brought up to respect my elders regardless, regardless of how they treated me. And so when you, so if I was in a bar with, and my boyfriend went to the loo, and a drunken man would come up and leer all over me, I couldn't tell him to piss off because I was brought up to be polite to that extent. And so, and I think this is where women need to, and this is my passion now, they need to develop their boundaries, know their value and their worth, so they don't put up with this kind of crap. Um, I married again to another army officer. Um, that, that was incredibly um, painful at the end, um, I, but no regrets because my two beautiful girls um, I had with him. Um, but it was very, very difficult. I don't know whether to sort of tell the whole thing because A, we've only got so long and, and B, no, it's, it's totally my, it's fine. You can, um, you, whatever you want to say is, is like why we're here today. It's like, you, you know, both of us have find uh, the importance of story mm. very empowering and powerful very. for those people who hear it. So if you feel called to say anything today, it's important and somebody is listening to that. Yeah. Yes, it may well resonate with somebody. Um, so unfortunately, um, he became, the second husband became, with the advent of the internet, he became very addicted to online chat lines and porn. Um, my second, we were in the Middle East. My second daughter was born out there and we, she was seven months old when we came back. Um, and um, and when we came back, we began to go to relate counselling. Um, she went to her superior, who was a man, who confirmed that my husband was a sex addict, which he wouldn't accept. But we were in the counselling for a year. During, But then a week before we were supposed to finish, I discovered that he'd been having an affair anyway. And so he was an incredibly good liar but also he used to gaslight I was still at a stage which is where Lottie describes because she was 14 when our marriage broke up that's how, why she describes me as a crushed woman because mm -hmm. he would turn everything around so that I would end up in tears apologizing to him for something that actually yeah. he'd done to upset me 
And it, he was hugely manipulative, six foot four, SAS trained, but actually it was the psychological um, element that was very frightening. And one of the things that was very frightening actually as to how sick he was, and, and that is very sad, uh, was when our beautiful house was up for sale. In fact, you know, the family home had been there 15 years. The children had been to the primary school and it, you know, it was my little dream, old mm -hmm. dream. And um, it was up for sale and I'd made it look beautiful and we'd had three estate agents in. And I'm a homemaker. That's another really important thing for me. I'm a nest builder, a homemaker. Um, and so the, after the third estate agent, we were standing outside the cottage and they'd all valued it. And I just couldn't take any more. And so I ran inside into the kitchen in floods of tears. And he came, my husband came in and put his arms around me and he, the, and I, he started to speak. And I don't know what you would expect, maybe something like, I'm so sorry, but what he actually said was, I know don't tell me you're even more sexually attracted to me now than ever, aren't you? And I, I know. I, and I just wow. pulled out of his arms and I said, no, you're wrong. And just went upstairs. And because I was actually scared, because where that had come from, I just do not know. Somebody said power, but it was, it was just extraordinary. Um, and so, you know, and then it all went to court and, oh my God, it was just horrendous. It was hellish. But there was something in me that was a being a mother. My girls were not, I, I can remember the three of us being in a little huddle together, my arms around them, weeping as he left, having mm. told them. Because I said, you've got to tell them, you know, that you found this other woman and blah, blah, blah. And so I said um, in one article, um, I said it was, it was sink or swim. And I thought, I'm not going to sink. I am not going to sink. The doctor would say to me, you're an amazing coper. People say, how do you cope? Well, we women, we do. We just <laughs> cope. But actually, Sam, life is more than about just coping. Life is so much more than about simply surviving. And so we find a way. And for most of us, we get help. There are some people who sadly don't go along the path of getting help, especially mental or emotional help, especially in this country. The word therapy is, you know, can send people running for the hills. Well, actually, or a big glass of wine. But actually, um, it's something like, okay, thank goodness for Prince Harry and, and that, because they have, they have, made the general public understand that it's okay um, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. So um, we cope, but but we've got, I, I'm not into, I'm not religious. I do thank the universe, um, but I do feel that we, at the moment we've got this one life, one life. I'm 62 now. And for me, the best is now and the best is yet to come. So with the third marriage, I married somebody who made us all laugh. He was introduced to me by our next door neighbor at the time. Made us all laugh, was really great. And um, unfortunately, 
I married him two years later. My girls were bridesmaids. We were so happy, but he had deep-seated anger issues, much to do with his parents. And we moved into his mother's complex. She was quite a, a, a very merry widow. But actually, ultimately, I ended up buying the book called The Sociopath Next Door because I needed to learn about her her you know what she was doing and who she was and unfortunately my husband my, my third husband he fell out with her big time and it, it brought up all his old anger issues because before I met him he'd fallen mm -hmm. out with him drank a lot became an alcoholic um and a fraud and was very narrowly avoided prison so boy did I pick them but actually as one good friend said Susie they picked you and I'll tell you something, unless you get your act together, unless you work on you, that will keep coming to you. Because then um, I was on my own for a while, which was great. Uh, my youngest daughter was living with me. The other thing with that last husband was that I thought, what the hell am I doing to my daughters staying with this man? I was in my a bed alone, holding my own hand because I was so lonely for the last three years of our five-year marriage. What was I doing? And so what example was I giving? So it had, that had to be it. Um, but then online dating, which I, you know, I sort of did, I even attracted controlling dysfunctional men through the ether. So you have to get yourself sorted. That's where in um, eventually... In 2017, 12 years after I had first done Women of Spirit as a um, my second assignment for my photography degree, uh, 12 years later, I was in the right place to think, okay, I'm going to do this book. I feel authentically ready. And so that's why my, my image went on the cover, because I call it my power pick. And it... I was ready. And the other thing I will say about pain and shit that you're going through, it hurts. If it's yours, it hurts. Don't measure it. Don't compare it. Because when I first had stories coming through for book one, I thought, oh my God, I haven't been through anything very much. Um, but actually, I really had. It just wasn't as traumatic you know, like child sexual abuse or, you know, losing your beloved husband um, very early on in life. Mm -hmm. You know, those things are really, really horrendous. But you can't measure. You know, my pain was bad enough. Um, and so I also learned that it's ours, but we need to deal with it. I completely resonate with that because I feel exactly the same about my story. And, and you know, I, I come to terms with it in some respects, but I always felt that it wasn't a valid story and it wasn't bad enough and you know that that you know surely no one would need to hear it because it you know it couldn't possibly compare with the the you know the dire straits and trauma and horrible things that happen to other people and um it it, it it's a really important thing to grasp isn't it you know to yes, to to, and to to remind yourself that your story is valid and that actually someone needs to hear it and it's not yes. just therapeutic for you to share it but actually the power it has in order to get out in the world is incredibly incredibly in, empowering 
incredibly empowering. Um, and it's interesting you said, the, you know, the phrase not good enough. Um, and that's how many women feel is not enough or not good enough. Um, and um, every single woman who's shared uh, 50 stories between the two books. Wow. wow. Um, the second book has 20. Oh, I, was my, I could never do maths. I don't worry about it. <laughs> 29. <laughs> um, and um, to, um, to share their story, every single woman was very modest about it. Every single woman found writing it down herself incredibly cathartic. And I know for you, this is something that you do with your beautiful website and teaching about writing you know, your story and that you found uh, journaling very, very helpful to, to get you through depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, one woman did say to me, uh, it was a very difficult birth. And two others wrote their story and then felt they were not ready to share it yet. They wanted to own it for a while. And of course, there was never any pressure, but they were glad they'd written it, of course. Um, And they're very nearly ready to share it, you know, for for when we do. I have to say, the books took a long time and um, I need to get, you know, what we're going to do, I'm dying to have my new website and they will, stories now will be shared via the website, which will make it so much easier for everybody and potentially reach far more people. Oh, of um, course, the first yeah. books still have enormous value. And I remember when we launched book two, one of the speakers, um, um, Sharon Lowe, who's a global speaker and trainer, and she's the author of The Mindset Coach, which is published by Piatkus. They were Sharon, there's a plug for you. Um, but I was... <laughs> huge privilege to have her coming down to speak she said apart from the energy and the buzz in that room of 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 women and men um she said you women will never know because she said she felt humbled you women will never know whose lives you touch who will read your story where that story goes and whose life you, you touch. Now I hear from people um, about you know how how a sister. How I gave a book to a chap and he gave it to his sister who was in a poisonous, such a toxic relationship. It was impacting the whole family, um, and of course they were so worried about her. He gave her the book. The next day, she phoned him and she said, "I couldn't effing put it down." She oh, left. Wow. She left that man with a a very, very old friend who sort of come back into her life. And so they're really happy. He's a lovely guy. That's, and he said to me, um, Rod has said to me, the more people who read these books, the better. Because, and that for me is like, oh my God, that we're making a difference one by one. And and so we don't know whose lives we're going to touch, but, you know, they are, and they're going all over. And so I'm very proud, actually, but it's been a huge privilege, very humbling, but a huge privilege to do these stories. It is. It does. I feel that too, like to be able to be a conduit or, you know, a catalyst in some way to, you know, get people's stories out there. It's just like the witnessing of people's stories is a massive yes. privilege. And I totally agree. You're doing, yes, you're doing yeah. this with this casting which is fantastic you're an inspiration and also to hear 
um, to hear the voice. Um, I must put the two books into Audible, actually. But with podcasting, which is something I really must get into, both doing and listening, um, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to get up an hour or wake up an hour earlier and start listening to podcasts seriously or Audible books and do it that way. Uh, because I am all about educating ourselves. I'm yeah. like a little sponge. Oh my know. gosh, yeah, it's so important. I start my day. If, I, if I'm not journaling, I'll listen to a podcast because mm. I find if I'm in a bit of a slump, there's always something in there that makes me think, oh, what am I doing? Get up off your bum and <laughs> yes. you know, get on with yes. the yes. work in the world. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very, um, very inspiring. And I, yeah, it's t totally just every reason. And it just confirms every reason for, for what I'm doing, you know, and, and what you're doing as well, I think, um, mm -hmm. with me completely. So, um, I just wanted to, to sort of delve back into your relationship with your daughters because I think um, as, as mothers um, who have got the responsibility of children and when they, they face adversity, you know, we become these wolves, if you like, of, of protection, don't we? And, and I was tigress, yeah. How mm. do you think that even though that we may feel guilt and shame around our experiences and, and our stories that we have when we're bringing children up. And I know I, I, re I resonate with that and I feel the same in, in some respect. How do you think that actually builds strength into our children and particular having daughters, you know, what they then do in the world? I think that, um, in fact, I've only just left a little message for Lottie this morning. Uh, she's leaving um, one of her part-time jobs because it is such a toxic and poisonous atmosphere and she's stuck it for a long time. And of course, it gives her um, a stable part-time income because she is, oh, she's the most incredibly talented floral designer now as freelance uh, but she's had the guts to to leave that and i, I, I we, we had a, a, a call and then i actually whatsapp me voice message to say darling i just want to say something i don't think you understand how amazing you are how strong you are um and by doing this by handing in your notice not wanting to take it to tribunal, just wanting to get on with your life yeah. um, um, is fantastic. Um, and actually, she's done the same thing. Uh, she had a little chat with me last week about her father. She didn't speak to him for three years, and I tried to protect her, certainly from the emotional bullying that she um, uh, suffered um, when we were together. Um, and... So, and unfortunately, she said he used to tell her nasty things to say to me. So he used to sort of almost mm. groom her to bring me down. So there's that as, as well. Um, so I said before, I've always taught them to be kind to people, but not take any crap. I think um, we are enormously proud of each other uh, in this journey. And Lottie also said, um, in that interview last year that what was amazing she did think um, what are you doing mummy you know working with all these women and it's all wonderful and I'm still struggling um, and she said but then I would say 
I've met this, this incredible woman has shared her story. She's this kind of healer or that kind of therapist. And um, I'd love to, you know, if you want to, you can go and have, you know, go and have a session with them. And, and so she did have a number of healing sessions, um, which were amazing she said and so there's there's that as well and then another woman shared her story and I sent it to to Lottie and Lottie said oh my god this is me this is just me and so um I've it's it's come sort of through that way uh when they were younger it was messy and glorious I have to say um you know um B, my youngest, uh, has always been our our little happy bee, you know. Uh, she's now a gorgeous 25-year-old um, doing outdoor sports adventure instructing um, in the sunshine near Dubai at the moment, um, wondering, you know, trying to get a flight back because of this blooming virus that everybody is making such a fuss about. I'm sorry, but I do think um, we need to just take a little bit of a reality check. That's my opinion. Um, so um, uh, she has always been, for the most part, I mean, she's had a few meltdowns, but um, again, Lottie and I, we wear our heart on our sleeves. The other thing that I absolutely love is how they love each other. Mm-hmm. So through all of it, they have each other. And I didn't have that growing up. As I said before, you know, my, my sister doesn't, um, doesn't have a relationship with me, chooses not to. Um, and that's her choice. Um, but it would, have been, it would have been really lovely to have had that back up. But I also believe that just because you're siblings doesn't mean to say you have to like or love each other. Um, and I'm very blessed with my friends, but I, actually, I, do, I do feel sad about it. But my daughters love each other um, and also can speak their minds to each other or to me. Um, And that's healthy. So they're now 25 and 29 and they are healthy, happy, fulfilled individuals who have found their passion in their careers. Um, Lottie is so in love with flowers and is an incredible floral artist because she pours all that love into what she does. B, oh, she's, she's just super um, gorgeous with her pupils, you know, teaching. She, she's sending us these letters that she has from groups of these kids, Dear Miss B, um, you know, just wanted to say, and she's the one who um, the um, people at the... If this is North Star where she's at, they say to her, you know, B, we have no issues with you at all. You're the only one because she just gets on with it. Yeah. She gets on with it. And um, I do have a little joke. Um, I say, I cooked you well. I cooked you. <laughs> I cooked you well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Funnily enough, I went to um, a neuro tra- neuroscience transformational thing um, all about how your brain works and I learned there that the phrase womb washing have you heard of womb washing our babies in our womb are washed with a certain blend of chemicals um that sort of 
de designs how you know their personality their sexuality and I, I suppose all the other things the physical attributes but isn't that fascinating so I did I cooked them <laughs> in my womb juice <laughs> in your womb juice you did indeed wow okay right so um, can I say something else oh, on the children mother children thing there were some very scary moments um from the point of view of being a mother with um with and, and I and there was a time when I just thought my life wasn't supposed to be like this it wasn't supposed to be like this all I wanted was a home and children and put food on the table and you know and I had this dream and unfortunately because of my low self-worth I married the wrong not the wrong person because Oh my God, I couldn't have done better than my two girls. But some, it's, and it's okay to think it shouldn't be like this because sometimes it just is and then you just get on with it. But know that you have a choice. I grew up not knowing I had choices. It was part of the obedience thing, I think. We have a choice and we can choose. And we can choose to look for the right kind of help and if one's not working we can choose another and that's where we've got all the partner members on the website um, where they have all different sorts of um, coaching life coaching help therapy um, e even actually for there's a wonderful woman called Sarah who coaches or, or works with people who are childless when it's not been their choice and that's another kind of um, grief and bereavement. Um, and so I am incredibly blessed. I lost a child between the two, but in the quite early stages. But I was blessed because I already had Lottie. And so I knew that I could, you know, produce, and I had her to cuddle and to give all my love to. Um, and so um, it's about the choice. And I was something else I was going to say about being a mum and the children, but I'm having an, a blonde moment. <laughs> and it's silver, gone silver for the moment. moment. Silver, mm. silver moment, a silver right? moment, a yes. Silver moment. Um, no worries, I'm sure it'll come back. Um, so maybe this will help. Um, when you look back over the past four to five years, because you've been on quite a different journey in that, that, yeah. that time, um, what would you see as your biggest learning um, that you would want maybe to share and, and, and help others to embrace? If you want your life to change, you've got to start with you. Okay. Um, and so if it's just not working, if, uh, and, and this, this isn't woo-woo, actually I was taught, this is, this is Albert Einstein, this is physics. Your vibe, we are all energy, your vibrational level, mine was so low, that's why I was attracting these people. And until I changed me, and it raised my game, raised my vibration, um, then um, that was always going to be the same. And so you've got to begin with you. And you, the help is out there. Um, and so work on yourself. Um, yeah. Cool, that is amazing. Yeah, definitely. I did think, I think we, we, we forget ourselves so much, don't we? We, put, we our, women put ourselves last. 
and actually that's not the right I was only speaking on on Sunday I was at a lovely um, cancer charity event and it was a beautiful thing in Malvern um, it was a beautiful and you know how these things happen you're invited by somebody you haven't mm. seen for a while and blah 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 and um, sometime through the event um, I turned around and there beside me just helping herself to a cake was somebody I haven't seen for many many years and uh actually many years because when b was seven months old and we came back from oman i was i had joined up with dawning kindersley the publishers and gigi was the marketing director for the direct sales arm so that's 24 plus years ago and um and then it was sold and blah 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 but i don't know 10 15 years ago maybe anyway I knew, because we have a mutual friend down there, my mother, that um, Gigi's husband had died very tragically at the only the age of 65, seven months ago. I hadn't spoken or seen Gigi, and there she was. And we just turned, we just looked at each other, opened our arms, and just clasped each other close for a few minutes. Then we sat and had a talk and she said to me, because I haven't got it all right yet, she's in a she is in she's in the flow because she is she practices the things that will enable us um, to be in the flow, to put ourselves first. So she meditates for 10 minutes in the morning and then in her pajamas she does 20 minutes of Pilates. And I said, oh my God, Gigi, if I can't give that to myself every morning, she said to me, you're doing it all, yeah, you're doing it all wrong. So that's what's going to start to happen because I'm 62. You know, when you get to 62 and you've had two big babies, well, actually not when you get to, when you've had two big babies, you leak a little bit. (laughs) Leakage. And I'm thinking, I don't have to, but I've not done anything about it. So it's all these, I want to dance, I love dancing, you know, and so, you know, you either have to <laughs> put a big one in or, or not dance. I think a you, big one. You know, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but you know, look after yourself. Look after yourself because you're worth it. So proper selfishness mm. on the aircraft. What do they tell you? Put on your own oxygen mask before you put your children's on. Well, as, a, as a mother, number one, guilt is born with the baby. But number two, that is the last thing you would ever think would be the correct thing to do. But the bottom line is, if you're no good to yourself, if you don't look after yourself, you're no good to anybody else. And I think, look at, oh, I know what I was going to say. Thank you. It has come. <laughs> look at, because of my life and the way I was and the men I married and the middle one being the father of my children. Um, the fact is if you aren't in a good place and attract and, you know, and want to be with somebody who is worthy of you, um, you will potentially end up with the wrong person who will then be a dysfunctional parent to your children. So you actually got to think about, the children who are yet unborn. So, you know, because if you pick, if, if, if you know you, if you look after you, 
you're not going to put up with this. I shared on our Facebook group yesterday, um, when, I, when I wake up in the morning, sometimes, especially at the weekend, I scroll down my Facebook and things just pop out to me. Think, oh, that's great. I'll share that. And it was a young woman called Wren, I think. Uh, in oh, the... I just watched that. I cried. <laughs> no? Well, eight years. She was, what, 25 when she went up to... Um, be interviewed it was Katy Perry and what a great story um, but eight years she put up as a, from set the age of 17 she put up with this abusive boyfriend partner because she didn't know any better and that's the challenge is that your your self-worth spirals lower and lower and therefore you don't think you're worth any better coming home from one of our relate counselling dues with my husband, I said to him, I can't remember the context, but I said to him, why do you think battered women stay with their wives? And he said, because they're barking mad, that's why. So, number one, you know, okay, that speaks. But the other thing is, they're not, they just don't feel they're worth any better. That's the yeah there's the worth but there's the the pleasing as well isn't there it's like like I think I said in my story about like doing what you should do and you know you know thinking that I, I must be obedient I must you know that be it comes back to, to obedience. make him happy yeah to make him happy I must make this person happy I must fix that's a, that was a big yes. big issue of mine it's like I, I have yes. to fix I, I yes. want to make sure this person is okay I, I want to care for them I want to make them better and mm. and, and and I think because we don't recognize our own value we, we feel like we have to put our effort into fixing um mm. someone else um and and that is a, plays a massive part in in why we don't leave indeed mm amongst being absolutely scared shitless for our life but that you know that could be a, you know another story but yeah um I totally totally um I, I can remember that the fixing thing I was a fixer until somebody actually said to me that it's actually called another he was a psychologist and he said it's called the Jesus complex you are not Jesus. It is not your place. And actually, just as a woman, as a person, as a partner, as a, it's not your place to fix others. There's a wonderful Will Smith, um, you know, some of his video posts on Facebook. You know, you are responsible. You are responsible for fixing you. You know, okay, you might have had a shit childhood, but don't blame. I don't blame. And in fact, I am indifferent to all my, you know, past relationships. Totally indifferent. I really don't think about them. I don't blame them because I'm living now and for the future. I don't want to be sort of embroiled or bitter and toxic in that past. That's not living. And so um, totally indifferent. Get on with my life. Do the best I can. Be the best I can. Because success, the word is defined um, by reaching your own full potential nobody else's your own completely but to be fulfilled it, it is, is yes. the goal isn't it yeah so how what do you feel that so if we if we go back to the book um and the movement actually building a movement from nothing basically like the, the, the everything you've gone through inspired you to to do the do the idea for the book of the dissertation but then actually to make it into a reality and what 
so um just to, to let our listeners know there's there's two books there's um it's called women of spirit there's a volume one which came out in 2017 and then last mm-hmm. year the volume two volume came two. out and it, it it is stories of of adversity and you know becoming um people becoming more of themselves and being fulfilled isn't it yes what do you feel the experience of collating all these words and pictures has given you over this i just it must uh it has yes because i did actually edit and proof and edit them and and mostly proof for them my mother helped with the proofreading which was great oh gosh it was i loved it um, I love stories. And also I did the portraits um, for them all. Yeah. So I met these women and I, that was just so lovely. And the word spirit in the dictionary is defined as the vital animating essence of a person. And as a photographer, I absolutely, that's what I tried to draw yeah, out. Yeah. Um, and I, that's another way that I empower women with my photography. That's another story. Um, but I, I loved it and I became totally immersed in it. Um, and, uh, it was it was a huge privilege and I just I just love the whole thing and if I had the money I would do it you know I'd, I'd do a book a year but I got to pay my bills um, <laughs> it's the slight change in now for the moment we are going to uh I'm going to focusing on my photography new I'm 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 looking for sponsorship for a new website where I will then be able to have somebody to put constant stories updates because the new website will be Susie Mackey and then there'll be photographer women of spirit and speaker uh, and so because what it gave me Sam over those two years was my purpose my life's purpose and my why by having all these stories coming in and knowing how as Oprah says the biggest challenge facing the world today is low self-esteem that is scary because the impact and consequences we know of low self-esteem are dire and can sometimes even mean death, you know? And so, um, and we are still expecting ourselves as well as the media putting all of this out there to be bloody perfect in the way we deport ourselves, in the way we look. We cannot aspire to be what is out there visually because it's a lie. Um, and but I also believe that we, but by that by nourishing and nurturing our bodies and ourselves in the best way we can is um, what we owe ourselves in a way, and that brings me to um, the Feel Fab Cafe. Mm. Yeah, um, well, you told me about that. That is really yeah, exciting. Well, Tell me more. For, all, for the women out there who fly solo, um, I'm, I'm at the moment on my own. I, my life partner is out there somewhere. We just haven't connected yet. And it makes me smile every time I say it. Thanks. He's out there. I don't need a man, but I'm very tactile and I want to share and create a home together. So that's my personal goal. Um, but uh, Emma came into my um, sphere when I set up the Women of Spirit Self Love Club. Uh, which is the online, offline community. We have our Facebook group, which is fabulous, but uh, I wanted to have sort of real people connecting. And in fact, she and I then realised that we sing from the same hymn sheet. We both work solo. um, And she's a busy mum and wife and mum of of three boys. Um, So, you know, we're fitting all of this in. 
but we are partnering. We call each other sis, which is glorious. And we are partnering officially to build uh, the Feel Fab Cafe. Um, M is all about uh, wellness, particularly through nutrition and um, nourishment, uh, but also mindset. And so the two of us together, as we've said, the sum of the parts is way greater than the whole. So what we can offer people, not just women, this is for people, um, is really powerful and we're really excited about it. And so we will be having a website. And so basically watch this space. Oh, no, exciting. I will, I will um, obviously update me with the link because I can add it on afterwards. And um, yeah. And we can make sure, obviously, anything we've mentioned, I make a note of. And I, and, 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 I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, it will be in the show notes. So don't worry, the book, the book links and everything will be there. Um, <clears throat> but just, um, just tell me, uh, apart from the Feel Fab Cafe, you mentioned that you were putting the stories on the website. So is that yeah. something that people can submit to? I invite um, the submission of stories. I also have, because I can't go all over the world, and we do have people from all over the world. Uh, the furthest I got was Croatia um, to photograph Mariana, and she's on the front cover. She's, oh my God, amazing. Um, uh, but I, I realise as well that obviously it costs to, to fly everywhere and, and the time. Um, and um, I do have to, 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 to pay my bills. Uh, in fact, my last husband left me with debts and no credit rating. So two and a half years ago, I had to go bankrupt because I couldn't keep on paying off those debts. Yeah. And with my business coach, I was hugely humiliated. But actually, somebody said to me, they're all so kind, and you are not the sum of your bank account. Remember that as well, people, because it doesn't, it's, that's not your value, that's not your worth. Uh, okay, it's a big hole to dig myself out of. So that's why no more books at the moment. But yes, please send me your stories via the website. Um, and I have... A, uh, a one-page document that I've done, which is basically how to take a, take a decent picture of yourself uh, that will make you feel happy with sharing it and that will show you. So I've, I've done that. And um, the reason for needing a new website is I don't know how to, I'm, I'm not technical, I don't know how to add these stories on. And there's only so much I can do. And I've had a wonderful, lovely young woman, Jenna, whose story is like, oh my god all about grooming um and she has been doing some things for the website but we, that's what we really need to do i need to simplify streamline yeah. then the movement will really start to grow just a, a bit like humans of new york do you know that website okay yeah oh, have, yeah beautiful um absolutely beautiful um anybody who loves stories would love that website I will pop a link in. For I'd that. like Women of Spirit to be the humans of New York for the oh, UK. Okay, that that would be amazing. I just, mm. oh, I'm just so in awe of of all that you've done already, Susie. Thank you. you. I, and I know you are. You should be incredibly proud of what you've achieved Thank over you. these years because I think it's about community, Sam. Oh, because we've yeah. lost extended family. Unless you're with an Asian family, and I've done weddings for Asian families, and oh my goodness me, how they embrace, you know, aunties, uncles, cousins, grandparents. They are so. I mean, you know, no, no culture is perfect, 
but you know we don't have the the our community anymore no. you know we don't know our neighbors some of us um we don't have physical or or interaction which is why i love zoom and which is because i can see a face you know we can yeah. talk to each other that's why i do that's this really important yeah. you know, we actually need 12 hugs a day to grow um and that you know that's a challenge for most of us unless you start walking down the street and really scaring people <laughs> you know that's why it's important to bring back community however we can so that people don't feel so alone you know they've even developed these rugs with weighted points at certain points for old people to put on them so that it, it starts to increase the is it the dopamine or something serotonin i don't know but that's so sad it's something that, I mean, that's um, good but but they the weighted blanket is something that you, a autistic child might have as well because that, that actually okay. gives them great comfort it's a comfort blanket literally yeah. a comfort yeah. blanket yeah yeah okay. it, it, and it does it those certain pressure points isn't there that, okay. that will yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so okay. just, just one last question which i yes. ask everybody yes um if you could shine a light within the world on any area of darkness what would it be it would be um uh, uh, the abuse of children particularly sexual abuse of children all over the world to me that is utterly heinous and the gangs that Oh, I just, it's, it's, I'd, I'd like to do something about that. Um, oh, because it just makes me, um, it makes me shiver. Um, yeah. that these little children, even little children, yes. oh, they don't deserve, I mean, there's so much out there, but that, you know, especially having daughters, but it's not just girls, is it? But especially no, having daughters. Not. I have a, a very dear friend, uh, Rachel, um, walker who works for the nspcc tirelessly and has done for over a decade and um she just the work that they do is utterly amazing in that respect but yeah it's it, it, so much more work to be done um oh and, yes massive absolutely yes. massive and actually one of the books that i want to do is for young women of spirit okay they have different challenges and reading those real life stories because they're so embroiled with social media that i think it's which can be very very um challenging and detrimental to even young children yeah young women of spirit and also men so it would be men of substance and on the new website the, mm -hmm. and the feel fab cafe is for men and women and on the new website there will be a space uh there will be men too so we'll be encouraging men to share because actually it's much harder for them and they suffer just as much women as spirit is not about men bashing and i wanted actually if anybody i'd love to invite um ideas i i started sort of amusingly calling it that area for men the cave or the man shed but actually that that has negative connotations for men because they are either dismissed to this to the shed yes, or, yeah. or, or we laughing always oh, gone into his man cave again so um the um, development um, chap at Birmingham Chamber of Commerce, Chris said to me, does he call it the study? So yeah, and that's, okay. I, I like that because, you know, that's where they've got all their things. But if anybody has a better idea um, for any ideas, that's what, something I'm welcoming is a place where these men can, can share, engage, um, and, and also feel valued because 
you know, um, a, a friend of mine's just lost her son, took his own life. And so it's, it's a big, yeah, it's, it's such a big, big issue. Yeah. There's a guy actually, I've, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Deeds and Dogs. Have you seen that? Deeds and Dogs. No. Deeds and Dogs. Um, he's, he started an initiative um, where he goes dog walking with a bunch of guys and they talk to each other. Oh, I think I have. Yeah, yes. It's been a big, yes. It's all of a oh, do you know, there is so much. People say, oh, this world is a terrible world, but there's, but there's so not. much good in this there world. So the hairdresser in America, they, those, those ones who give her the homeless a haircut. Yeah. That's another thing. Oh, don't get me started on that, <laughs> the homeless. I will say next month um, I'm interviewing uh, Dan, um, who is um, an old friend from, from I've, I met along the way in business so he's he's recently started some things so it'd be interesting to share that and um great. that as well that's great. um my final the the, the the oh oh that's what i was going to say to say to women what sort of gets you through if you have the, the movement it's my purpose it's given me my why mm -hmm. when you have a why in your life that sees you through everything um because that's what keeps you going yeah. Uh, that's the emotional resilience in a way building that but if your why is strong enough it will keep you going and apart from the movement with women of spirit from looking after the guys as well through the feel fab cafe when when i can i want to set up a charity that works with young children and their parents to teach them the fundamental values of life including self-love self-respect self-discipline self you know all of these things that actually they need to learn schools have enough on their plate they can't do this but i wanted to have fund an army of mentors to go and do do that get back to the basics that's a good place to end that's, isn't it? it is indeed thank you so much Susie. it's been an absolute delight awesome. to thank speak you. with you and, and you completely thank you so much and everyone uh, who's listening everything you need um that's been talked about all the links will be in the show notes below um, oh, and if you find this on the website do know that we're now on itunes spotify and play google so oh. we're reaching hopefully many many more people with our story and you're doing a brilliant job sam thank you for the inspiration thank you thank you so much bye bye Take care.